Show me the science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, Luke O'Neill here, and welcome to my show, Me, the Science Podcast. Now, this week, a bit different for me, actually, because it's, it's not really uh, biology in truth and the things I'm obsessed with, but it's something I came across about a month ago. Someone mentioned it to me, a friend of mine was mentioning this, read about it, got interested in it, and saw a big article on this uh, just the other day, and it's drones. Now, the science of drones is fascinating at the best of times. I mean, we all thought the sky would be full of drones by now, if you believed science fiction. And some of these drones would have us in them, and they'd be like little air taxis, I guess. We all were imagining drones would be delivering stuff to our houses. No need to go down to the shops anymore. And, of course, we know about drones, don't we? Mainly with cameras, actually. The main place you see drones now is they film things, don't they? You know? But these are, you know, devices, that robotic devices in many ways that you can send up into the sky and control, and they can do various things. Uh, and they're good, good fun if you want to film things, say, for example, and they're very useful for TV documentaries and all sorts. But this, I think, could be the first major useful application for drones. It's not delivering your pizza or your, 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 your laundry. It is medical supplies. And the area of medical drones is the one thing that's expanded a huge amount. And the several companies are now out there making these drones to deliver medical supplies. And of course, my interest in all things medical drew me to this particular application. And um, it's really important, actually, because did you know half the world's population have limited access to healthcare. And that can mean they're in a remote place where you can't get to them, for instance. That's one big reason. Or they're in a place that's very, the terrain is very difficult to get across. And of course, you know, why not use drones then to deliver stuff to these people or to take samples from them to bring stuff back to the hospital for testing and so on. What this is actually about is accessing people who wouldn't normally be accessible. And the area of medical delivery drones literally has grown and grown. And I'd never heard of them until about a month ago to be honest, it has grown and grown and grown in use. And remember, they can fly long distances. The maximum range, which I'll come back to actually because there's a bit of technology that we need to improve on. It's about, say, 90, 100 kilometres, which isn't too bad. I mean, you'd like them to go further. But of course, they can fly over any terrain at all, you see. And they can connect hospitals then with relatively remote places or they can connect labs with remote places because there might be labs near in an area, say, in, in a country in Africa, and then you can send a drone out to collect samples or deliver supplies or whatever it might be. And as I say, there's loads and loads of companies. A good example is a company called Volans. They have been working in America, in rural North Carolina, to deliver, guess what, vaccines. And a big application, actually, is delivering vaccines to hard-to-reach hard places. And there are parts of North Carolina that are a bit remote. And this company figured, well, instead of driving a truck up there or a motorbike or whatever, delivering vaccines, let's use a drone. And it's a very, quite a sophisticated drone. It's, it's temperature-controlled. And as you would all remember, uh, the temperature of these vaccines can be very, very important, especially the early vaccines. So again, that p a pilot scheme was done in North Carolina delivering these temperature-controlled vaccines. And guess what? It worked. It provided a vaccine supply to several thousand people who couldn't get access to vaccines without difficulty. So there we have one example of a use of a medical drone. And then a second company called Zipline Drones, which I think is a great name. I'm going to mention four or five companies. I've, by the way, no conflict here. I've no involvement in these companies. I want to make that clear. Uh, Zipline Drones, they're in San Francisco. And they're probably one of the bigger companies. Uh, and in America... They have signed up with Walmart, one of the famous uh, pharmacies over there, to deliver prescription and non-prescription medicines into remote places in America as well. Now, initially, the permission was for non-prescription drugs because it's hard to control, isn't it, if you have prescription meds. 
how do you get people to take them from the drone, I guess, was one question and, and, and verify. But that can be done. But at the moment, it's, it's non-prescription drugs that they're delivering. And they are very, very active in Africa. And a really good example is Malawi. And in Malawi, there's lots of terrain there that's very difficult to, to get through. It's very remote, lots of it. And they've set up drone corridors to deliver medicines and vaccines and all sorts to 20 million people. Isn't that incredible? So the drone delivery process, if you like, is now allowing uh, 20 million people to get access to medicines and vaccines that they couldn't get access to otherwise. And again, the first one they tried was the polio vaccine. Very, very important. That was delivered by drone to these communities. So childhood vaccines, first and foremost, very important. And again, one of our missions in the vaccine game is to eliminate polio from the world. That means getting into remote places as much as possible, as quickly as possible. And the drone can deliver the vaccine. Now, guys, you need someone on the ground then to administer the vaccine or the medicine, and that can be done. The, per- the, the person travels there, basically, to this remote place and then brings in the drone, or the drone is sent to them, and then they, they, um, they take the vaccine or the medicine from the drone. Another company, Wingcopter, has reached 7.5 million Malawians, amazingly, incredibly, and, they, and that's a really su- another big success story. So Malawi seems to be a country uh, which is acting as, as an example for all of this, really, and, and it really is working very, very well there. It's even got to Scotland, uh, some remote island communities in Scotland. Uh, stuff was delivered to them by drone. The PPEs, remember those things during COVID? Uh, COVID-19 tests were delivered as well. And it's an online service. Uh, you can just dial it up, basically, and then the drone arrives. So there we have an example of a drone uh, delivering stuff directly where it's needed in many ways. So there we see the first example in near enough to where we live, uh, whether it'll come to Ireland's the next question, I guess. And another one is um, in the, the Democratic Republic of Congo. They That government, very interestingly, and in Rwanda, are all over this and they are engaging massively with these drone companies uh, to deliver medicines to their communities. In the Congo, the Ebola vaccine was delivered. Now, Ebola, as, as many would remember, is an awful virus um, and there's a vaccine for it. And again, it's inclined to happen in remote places. And the Ebola vaccine was delivered to places in the Congo. And what was amazing was the Congo is full of dense rainforests, really difficult terrain. And again, they could deliver the vaccine through that. One other example in the Congo is the yellow fever vaccine. Now, there was a massive outbreak of yellow fever in the Congo. And it's a horrible disease, by the way, vicious, but it's a fantastic vaccine. Over the course of 14 months, two and a half thousand flights happened. But you never knew that was going on. 150,000 doses of this vaccine were delivered. It's incredible. So again, it's a hugely successful operation in these kinds of places. And then let's go to the South Pacific. This is my tour of the world at the moment. In Vanuatu, those islands, very hard to reach islands. Again, childhood vaccines have been delivered by drones to Vanuatu. And again, a really good example. But the best example I want to give you is Rwanda. Now, Rwanda has suffered, as we all may remember, the horrendous genocide that happened there and so on. It's getting its act together, if I can use that phrase, especially with healthcare. And the government in Rwanda is investing heavily in healthcare. It's building new hospitals. All kinds of investment is happening. And that government saw this. They saw the prospect of medical delivery drones and they immediately began to engage with these companies and began to bring them in. So again, I think um, Rwanda may be the biggest success story of all, as you'll hear. Now, Rwanda, uh, I've never been there, mind you, but I wouldn't mind visiting. A very hilly place. The terrain is really difficult, you know. And what they're showing is uh, where it might take, say, four hours on a motorbike 
and you have to use motorbikes. They were, they're often used for medical deliveries to get from A to B to deliver something. The drone took, get this, 14 minutes. Now I can see Owen falling off it. No one ever believes me with these numbers. It's true. It's 14 minutes compared to like several hours. I mean, for crying out loud, because the, 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 the motorbike has to go up and down all these mountains and all these ways. Uh, the drone flies like the crow flies. I like the drone flies, if you will. So there you have it. Isn't that fantastic? And of course, you're saving on petrol and all kinds of things. So 14 minutes delivery time with a medical drone versus hours on a motorbike and if you want to see good footage if you go into YouTube you see great clips because they've filmed some of these drones and what happens is you send them off and there's an operator clearly steering them to where you want to go they hover above the place they don't land very importantly because that can be tricky they drop the package out of a box or a special compartment opens and a parachute you know floats down to the ground you see and whenever's in the box then lands gently and it might be a vaccine it might be a medicine whatever it might be and then the drone flies back you see because and that was a clever thing I mean reading the history of this they were thinking how do we get the drone to land you don't need the drone to land you just drop the stuff from the drone and it works pretty very well and what was a great example Miranda was blood products were used now remember you know we all know about blood transfusion we know about special blood products certain diseases they were delivered massively by drones in Rwanda again very very successfully now Rwanda is the government is paying for this obviously they order up these things and the question is would it be economically viable it's certainly much much more expensive than other approaches but still uh, as ever with these things scale will decrease the price and so on but business people are looking at the business models to see if this is feasible or not and and that's what's happening in a sense these pilot studies are showing this can be done and the companies then can make a profit because they have to be a business as well of course you know at the moment anyway so the random random lessons are teaching us that this can be done very effectively And, and they get launched there's also footage of them being launched by a catapult it's great to look at that I'll watch the catapult firing this drone in the air and you get a very satisfying zizzing noise as it flies off you see like a big bee buzzing and then it flies back now the big thing was when it flies back how does it how does it land again how do you catch it and again, it could hover down and land on the ground. Uh, that, they tried that and that was tricky. You can get caught and so on and get damaged. So instead, they use a thing called Tall Bob. Now, why is it called Bob? I don't know. But it's two towers linked with a cable. And you bring the drone, the drone flies over and the cable snags a hook on the drone. Right, isn't that wonderful? And now you catch the drone with his hook. Now again, engineers were sort of deployed to crack this and come up with all kinds of ways. This turned out to be the best way not to damage the drone and a good way to catch it. They were inspired by how aircraft land on aircraft carriers which use a similar kind of mechanism. Uh, and Tall Bob is the thing that you use to catch the drone. The hook on the drone is ca- captured and there we have it. And then, um, now one of the things thousand flights they've shown can be problematic sometimes the battery runs out uh, or maybe the parachute gets deployed too soon so but still 999 flights were successful so that the rate of success of this is extremely high and that'll be shown to work in various ways what they're really working on now is can you improve the range so as i say 80 kilometers 100 kilometers range is it'd be better if it was more because obviously you can fly them long distances then in many ways. So they're trying to improve the battery life. Uh, one issue is weight. Uh, the, the lighter the thing, the, the further it can fly, obviously. But can you get drones to carry heavier weights? That'll be good as well. So a huge amount of engineering has gone into them to try to optimise these drones. And, and, and you can see what's happening now in many ways. I think this is the future of this in some ways. They're going to get better and better, these drones. More and more effective. More and more cost effective. And we may reach a time when 
you'll dial up and get your pizza delivered by drone eventually or whatever it might be in, in a similar way. Who knows? Uh, the future of drones then is really, really bright. And it's a bit of a surprise because I did think the first place we'd see drones will be delivering stuff to your house. Uh, but the medical delivery drones are where this has gone. It's the killer app, if you will of drones and we're going to see more and more evidence of using drones to to deliver badly needed medicines badly needed uh, vaccines badly needed blood supplies to people who really really need them and as I said half the world can't get access to these things and drones will certainly help in that process so there you have it the science of medical drones thanks very much for listening and of course my podcast is available every Thursday for download and it's a news talk production